Hello and good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Trolls of the Two Ton Bridges podcast, or T-O-Triple-T-B. My name is Greg Dykes, and I will be your dungeon master for this evening. Tonight, after sending a gecko of suspicious reliability out into the jungle, Rana returns back to find Percival and Sibby in the bathhouse. What exactly will they find there? Will they find the assailant that they've been chasing? Or will they just come up a cropper with not enough towel? Find out in a moment. But first, if you want to learn anything more about us or our podcast, you can find us all over the social medias at T-O-Triple-T-B podcast. That's T-O-T-T-T-B podcast. But I invite you now to join us for an adventure. The Log of Percival Silverlight In our pursuit of a cloaked figure that Siliqui saw following us in a rather suspicious manner, we once again find ourselves at the bathhouses of Port Nianzaru. This time, however, we are not here for a relaxing soak in the reviving waters therein. Zibi, Rana, and myself have found a pair of shoes in the changing rooms that could belong to our quarry. Deciding that they may be in the baths, thanks to a porter indicating as such, Zibi and I have decided to stalk our prey while Rana attempts to contact Siliqui, who ran south, away from the baths, during our initial pursuit. Adventure. Percival and Zibby, you guys head on into the bathhouse, and at first glance, you know, there's a lot of people. Nobody particularly looks like they're, you know, uh, looking like they're going to leave anytime soon. However, that's just the sort of like cursory glance. Um, you guys can make an investigation or perception roll um, if you'd like to sort of have a good look at the at the ensemble see if there's anything that stands out okay i'm going to do an investigation i think uh 16 16 and with which skill investigation, investigation. Yes. your estimation's about on point there's about 37 odd people in the room a mix of different people men women choltons visitors to the city there are a couple of groups a couple of people sort of gathered in one corner appear to be having a sort of very animated discussion back and forth. A lot of the people do seem to be there on their own. There are a couple of people who have come together. Um, not in that sense. They have just they, they have a, they have come to the bathhouse together. Yep. Enjoying the bath, sat to one side. Maybe there's one or two people sort of giving each other massages or washing each other off. Yep. All seems fairly 
fairly standard. I mean, given the fact that you guys have only come here once, there doesn't seem to be anything that particularly seems different from last time. Again, there's, you know, there's assistants sort of going about their business, handing out towels and soaps and stuff and oils and stuff like that. Um, okay. But there is there is room, so you can still sort of like comfortably get into one of the baths that are available in the uh, in the bathhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, be- before I, um, I actually uh, get in one of the baths, I'd like to kind of walk around uh, with with Zibby and kind of yeah. nudge him and say, "Do you see anybody in a black cloak, Zibby?" Why would there be in a black cloak? Aren't they? Well, we saw them come in. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> As you wander around, um, you do not... Uh, so again, because... Because hmm, it's not significantly different from the initial look around the room, beyond sort of like yep. wandering a bit more, I am going to let that stand. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely fine. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to let that roll stand. Um, however, as you do wander around, you do not uh, find anybody in a black coat. Everybody that is in the baths are... Um, well, they're naked. And the yep. staff that are walking around are in these kind of... I can't remember what I said last time, but I've got a m- image in my head of, like, togas, Well, yeah, I was, I was thinking little, yeah. little, little togas, yeah. Yeah, you said similar. Yeah, it's kind of my thought process. Uh, I can't remember if I, I... I'm retconning that now if I said something different earlier, but, um, yeah, they're sort of in these sort of white togas um, that is clearly some sort of uniform. Yeah. You get a few sort of quizzical looks from some of the assistants at the fact that you're just sort of walking around but it's literally like it's out of the corner of your eye you spot the quizzical look because of course you know they're they're not there to judge you're probably just trying to find your spot essentially in the, spot. Uh, in the in the bathhouse okay uh so so uh i just kind of lean over to zibby and say um okay so they're either in here or they've gone into one of the private rooms what do you think well, if I was a spy and I was trying to hide from somebody, I would probably choose... Um, well, I would probably try and hide in plain sight, to be honest. Well, you are the ex-criminal, so I'll go with what you say. <laughs> All right, thank <laughs> you very much. Just rub it in, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> it was a compliment. <laughs> I think I, I would like to position myself so that I can see... Um, so I'm assuming that there are some kind of like archways or something like that or uh, uh, you know doorways leading off into the private rooms there are a couple yeah where you went was the sort of communal changing room whereas you had private changing rooms and private suites where the sort of massaging yeah. would happen there are a couple of rooms like that dotted around the wall uh, down so the I, I would like to try and position myself in such a way that i'm sort of i'm in one of the baths but i can see the the doorway to the changing room and as as much of the private area as possible. Okie dokie. So, so I can sort of on. see coming and going. Hold on. Yeah, that works out well for you. You managed to find one of the baths is sort of in a corner with no other doors. So from there, sat in that corner, you are able to sort of see uh, the rest of the room, basically. You can see the other doors coming in and out of the uh, bathhouse, and you can sort of see the rest of the inhabitants that are sort of walking around yeah i would definitely like to be you know just keeping an eye out yeah mm-hmm. of course zibby i don't know whether or not you caught or not but when you first walked into the bathhouse i had you and percival either roll perception or investigation to sort of not. pick up on what no. you did not could you roll me one just to see uh, if there's anything yes, you, you pick up on as you wander around uh perception plus three okay so uh, that's uh, 1922. 22? Oh, yeah. Blimey. It's X-ray vision. It's 
<laughs> you don't need it in a bath. <laughs> <laughs> that was perception, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, it was. Zibby, as you wander around, you sort of, as Percival so helpfully reminded us there, have that criminal background and that kind of knowledge, however unwanted it may be at this point, of how these sort of things work. And what you're looking for as you sort of go around, well, Percival's just kind of like looking at each person, looking for something out of place. You sort of know in the back of your mind, you know that the person you're looking for is going to be out of breath because they just ran a long distance Mm. to get to this bathhouse. And it hasn't been, you guys fan it around a little bit in the changing rooms, but you're still looking for somebody that's out of breath, breathing heavy. And as you look around and you see each person as you sort of wander around the bathhouse with Percival, you take in the fact that no one particularly looks out of breath. Everyone looks quite relaxed and doesn't particularly seem to be sort of breathing heavy or even like having just recovered from breathing heavy. Mm. There are one or two people who are sort of lying back and look like they're trying to be asleep perhaps. But as you get closer, you realize, no, they actually, they genuinely look like they are asleep. They don't look like they're sort of feigning it to uh, make it seem like they're calmer than they are. They do genuinely appear to be asleep. As you, yes, take your seat, There's a little unnervingness in that because you realise none of these people seem to meet the criteria for what you're looking for. Mm. Uh, I was just going to sort of like lean in and sort of like just casually whisper when you're sort of looking somewhere else. It's like, nobody here looks like they've just run 600 yards over rooftops and been chased by a monk. So you don't think I should get in the bath? I think we might pick a bath near near the entrance there and just watch for people going in and out if anybody looks a little bit suspicious i mean you're saying that they might be out of breath is there any chance they might be out of breath in other rooms um are there any other rooms that we can get into mr dm or are they all private well there are the rooms open there are a couple that have got like a little um engaged sign that sort of flicks over you know there's one or two that look like they're closed for one reason or another you're not sure what without further investigation i think we should look have a wee squeeze into some of these other rooms just to see if there's anybody sitting there um, looking at that just about to chunder. Righto! Okay, so as you sort of wander around the room to, in my mind, essentially the opposite side of the room, you suddenly, you're about to yeah. get in and then you take a hard U-turn and go back to one of the doors. Yeah. <laughs> Making it look as casual as possible. Absolutely. Uh, we will, however, jump back quickly to Siliqui, mm-hmm. yeah. um, who's mm-hmm. still sort of loitering. And just double check with Natalia. Is there anything, yeah. anything in particular you'd like to be doing? You're sort of you're standing there. Nothing in particular has happened to you know raise suspicion or anything. But if you want, you can roll to see what you find out. Uh, yeah, it's quite happy just hanging out there for a little bit. But she can roll perception or whatever. Mm-hmm. Are you just outside the giggling squid? Yeah, uh, it's nine. Yeah, nothing of any particular interest. Um, again, you know, there's the there's the people milling back and forth still. You see another little tail of a uh, flying serpent flick over over the scene, but nothing to like cause alarm or anything. Okay. Oh, I don't know about you, but I'd be alarmed by a flying serpent. Siliqui is just so chill. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I realise I may not. I may not have. Uh, it, uh, my apologies. Yeah. I think no, you've 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 explained the flying serpents. I'm just being I have. Facetious. Okay, good, good. <laughs> but just in case, uh, yeah, flying serpents are something that is seen once in a while in Port Nianzaro. Um Not as regular as the dinosaurs, but they are, you know, fairly regular. I've been eating the old brand then. Yeah, it's to the it's to the extent that you're like Jesus, a flying serpent, and and everyone is like, yeah, it's a flying serpent. It's no, you you have seen these and? already, so it's not, yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so if you're alright with that, Silicon, I think we'll just we'll leave you there yeah, for the time being, unless there's anything else. You know, she's keeping her eyes peeled, but yeah, yeah. she's she's cool. Yep. Just, uh, just you know, every once in a while, we'll nudge you, make sure you're awake. Um, <laughs> and, uh, we go back now to Rana, who has just sent off his gecko, and by the sounds of things, was heading back to the bathhouse. Are you going to go in and join Zibby and uh, Percival? Yes, Rana goes in. Uh, Rana walks into the bathhouse, um, and um, he obviously glances towards. Obviously, there's a door. There's a door that um, that went directly into the bathhouse, but there's also there are other there's other entrances and other places that go off the, the atrium. I'm assuming. I remember there's the fountain. There are. So the sort of front door is opened up with a sign saying that they are open. Just inside the door, there is that sort of large sculpture of a clam open with the sort of like that was kind of like the donation box um is you know there was uh-huh. sort of like a little suggestion of how much to pay depending on which class you came from <laughs> is that sort of like you know is you know uh, any any donations are sort of generously accepted graciously accepted not generously accepted <laughs> there is the receptionist desk where the same man that uh, recently hit you with a broom is still sort of standing there is a little bit nervous again that you've walked back in again and then, yeah, there is a couple of different doors. So you've got the door that goes off to the common changing rooms. You then have a couple more here and there that lead off to the sort of private changing rooms. Um, and even a couple that you haven't opened before, but you know you've seen the staff go in and out of when they've brought back, like, fresh towels and food and stuff. Okay, so Rana sort of glances around. and the, the, Just out of interest, the clamshell was it was a donation wasn't it to get in that was what you paid for yeah so it's not a sort of like you have to pay to use the public bathhouses they're publicly accessible all of the time it's just that it's a publicly funded kind of thing so it's yeah it's just like if you if you want the public convenience convenience. yeah yeah so if, if you want it to be maintained fairly well then donate money when you come but obviously not everybody that can use it can afford to no that's true um so from memory the um the assistant was basically threatened and admitted that yes somebody had been in uh, yes. but that was all they that was all they admitted wasn't it that was all they had admitted yes zibby menacingly advanced on this guy and he just he cracked and just gestured towards the uh common room and just said don't tell anybody i told you and then just left it at that okay so rather will approach the assistant who will say the one that we have followed in here well, rana says it keeps his voice low so that you know others won't hear mm-hmm. this is the the one we followed in here did you see his face the man sort of uh, takes a deep breath glances round um when he sees that nobody else is there he says no no i did not rana sort of nods and says um, did you see his hands did you see yeah, Rana says, yeah, did you see his hands? Did you see any part of him that you would recognise or that would be distinctive? Yes, yeah, I, I saw his hands. He had to use his hands to give... And he again looks round, checks that nobody's in the hallway, sees that nobody is, and says, the the signal. Rana sort of cocks his head like 30 degrees to one side, like a dog that, you know, <laughs> recognises, you know, like the word treat. Um, mm-hmm. And Rana says... Just head, just input in there. My dog is sat next to me. He said the word treat. He's just popped his head up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Brilliant. Um, in- instantly, Rana responds in the same way to the word treat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. um, uh, so, yes, um, Rana 
Rana is sort of uh, inclines his head slightly and Rana leans forward slightly and smiles like just a touch like more broadly than like you would comfortably smile so he's showing quite a mm-hmm. lot of teeth and just says a uh, signal the man uh, it sort of recoils a little bit like wait recoils probably not quite the right word but he draws back from you as you smile clearly intimidated and sort of getting that sort of after wave from uh, the intimidation from Zibi again looks around and says look I really shouldn't be saying anything if you if you want to use the services of the bathhouse I'm more than happy to help but I really you could get me in a lot of trouble Rana nods his head slowly and says uh, you do not need to tell me what this signal means or who it is for just show me the signal give me an a persuasion with advantage Hmm. Uh, 12 okay while you are quite intimidating you can see a few beads of sweat breaking out across his forehead as he just says no really that's that's I can't tell you that I we're not supposed to talk about it with other people okay I'm sorry I really I I am but I can't say anything Rana nods in understanding um yeah, he understands why the guy is obviously you know, he's compelled in some fashion and Rana sort of shrugs and he, he turns to walk back towards the changing rooms uh, where Zibi and uh, and Percy went. And Rana, as he walks away, he bounces his coin pouch. He jingles it slightly as he walks away. And it says, a shame. This gold is heavy. And then just walks off towards the door <laughs> without really paying much attention to him. Interesting. Okay. They're hanging around Percy right. too much. <laughs> Clearly, yeah, he's, he's picked up something. The thing is, Rana, like Rana, isn't isn't intellectually clever, but mm-hmm. he 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 is cunning, and he doesn't really care about money. But he's he's perceptive, and he know he un- he understands that other people clearly do, mm-hmm. even if he doesn't really care about it particularly. So he, okay. he, he has accrued it, but it doesn't particularly have much worth for him. Uh, apart enough. from its means to gain him food when he's hungry, so mm-hmm. so very important. Yeah, gotcha. that's my <laughs> yeah, that, 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 yeah. But only only at the point he needs it. Yeah. Outside of those times when he's extremely hungry, he doesn't particularly care about. It. I'm just explaining my yep. uh, my my reasoning as to why that would be the approach that Ryan would take. I absolutely. Take. I complete. I completely understand. However, at the moment, the receptionist does not appear to make any other move to say anything to you and just sort of lets you walk away from them okay which is what i will leave for the time being um so where sort of because you're walking away from him where are you heading to are you going to head into the bathhouses or are you going to explore something else rana will rana will sit down on the edge of like the clamshell pool Mm -hmm. thing he'll just start playing just like a, a meaningless game with himself so he'll get his little tiny hat, his little monkey hat, top mm-hmm. hat, that silicone made in, mm-hmm. and he'll balance it on the edge of the shell, um, and then he'll get his victory peanut, that was his victory <laughs> peanut from Colosseum, and then he'll idly just 
waiting, observing the room, play a little game where he'll attempt to repeatedly flick the victory peanut into the tiny hat. And each time it misses, he'll grumble in Charlton and he'll pick it up. And then he'll go again. In between the occasional flick, he'll just sort of glance around the room and just sort of survey things. And any time the assistant catches his eye, uh, Rana will just sort of smile slightly and just carry on, uh, just carry on playing with his victory peanut. Okie dokes. So we're essentially leaving you idling um, there until yeah. something happens, much as yes. Siliqui's idling at the... Yep. Okie dokie. Cool. So, back with uh, Percival and Zibby in the bathhouse, uh, the naked duo. <laughs> New name! The daring duo. The daring duo, yes. I should try to think of another word, not dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> you said that you wanted to go and have a look in... <laughs> Said that you wanted to go and have a look in the um, in the rooms that were unoccupied around the outside edge, yeah? Yeah, how many are there? Um, off the top of my head, I would say maybe five that are unoccupied. And you sort of, you go to have a look in them. You open up the doors. You find in each one, it is indeed empty. A couple of them, I think, Percival? I'm not sure. Did Zibi, did you have a massage when you last went to the bathhouse? I can't recall. No, I, I know somebody had a, had a massage. Per- Percival yeah. had a man and a woman massage. Yeah. And I think um, Zippy uh, went straight in. I'm not sure. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I think I just sort of uh, relaxed in one of the hot baths. Thank you, Loki. Yeah, I went into one of the private rooms. Oh, she did, Percy. <laughs> so as you guys kind of have a look around, you open up some of these rooms and you find that they look pretty much exactly like Percy remembers them sort of set up not actively like as in somebody's about to use them but they've obviously yep. they've got sort of massage table is out some incense sticks over in the corner yeah a few incense sticks <laughs> there's a few like you know um stones that are clearly going to be like maybe heated up or something yep. um I again I'm making this up as I come along guys um <laughs> basically a hot stone massage it is yeah it is yeah. Uh, however only a couple of doors you open before a assistant comes up to you and asks my apologies is there something we can help you with would you like a massage i was just looking for a friend looking for a friend yes oh, uh, anyone in particular uh this gentleman he just rushed in here he may be slightly out of breath i was just wondering if you might be able to help me a uh, gentleman not that i'm aware of we've had a fair few guests as you can see today but uh nobody missed matching that description not a gentleman. Okay. Nobody matching the description of a gentleman. Right. Okay. So all these chaps sitting here. Okay. I'm going to interject here ever so slightly because while I think it makes perfect sense for Percival to be saying this, I am yeah. going to point out neither of you actually know the sex of the person that you were chasing. Oh yeah, that's very true. 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 Yeah. yeah. Like you, like, like it's fine that you guys are that you guys are saying that, but it's just oh, something just to bear in mind in case you hadn't. Yeah, <laughs> just in just in case, because it might. It, I think it's one of those things that you might occur to you as you're saying it, just kind of like, oh yeah, that's 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 uh, that's just it's, that's a thing. A, a lady then, <laughs> out, out of breath. <laughs> I alas, the most recent customers to come in were were you two. Personally, I mean, I don't deal with everyone that comes into the uh, into the bathhouse of course but uh, I think af- after you the most recent person was um, ah yes the woman in the corner over there and she indicates a woman that is sat in one of the baths uh, sat with a couple of men having an animated discussion about something alright she came in just before us then alright oh, okay 
To the best of my knowledge, of course. Oh, thank you. Are you sure you would not like a, a massage at all? It is incredibly relaxing and uh, will help ease these worries of yours. Your friend will still be there. I, uh, I've, I've already experienced the joys of your massages, yes. Uh, pass my regards on to Bertram and Beatrice. Of course. They are currently on their day off, but uh, I will be sure to uh, pass, on, pass on your regards. Thank you. They did a bang-up job. We just add that to the list of random NPCs in this damn campaign. Oh, Right, anyway. <laughs> no, he's, he's not shut up about the massages, so I might have one in a little bit, if that's right. With you. I can completely recommend Bertram and Beatrice. They're very good. Uh, well, they're not here today, so... You would like to have one? Of course, sir. And if you would like, we can even help with that unruly... I, apologies, that, uh, that magnificent beard of yours, sir. We could help comb it out and make it just, ooh, luscious and, uh, and flowing in the wind. Uh, I'm, I've just, I've just, I've, I've just got this absolutely amazing image of this, of this sort of betogered, uh, this betogered gentleman, just sort of quite camp, looking at Zibby, sort of you know holding up his hands and just oh luscious, oh <laughs> oh sir, isn't it? Oh blowing <laughs> in the wind, it will be marvellous he's talking to Zibby who's, who stood there naked with a giant bushy beard with a dagger in it with a dagger in it covered in not tattoos not that he's aware of it so far trying to like you know probably Just, really pink skin and pale but with bright orange hair as well going um, well, we, we <laughs> the skin, please, the skin is mainly uh, mainly sort of um coloured in at the moment so uh. yeah you can't tell you can't see the blue tinge of being scottish <laughs> <laughs> oh christ zippy you're going to partake of the massage services um yeah why not yeah awesome um, well, actually, no no what i'm going to do because uh, obviously um is there a massage table over near where the woman is talking animatedly with the two chaps in the bath no, so the massage tables are actually in separate rooms altogether. So it's kind of like you would be right. taken off into those rooms for the massage. You wouldn't actually be in the bathhouse room. In that case, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say to the um, the slightly slightly camp gentleman and say, mm -hmm. "Of course, uh, Percy here has not shut up about the massages since he had one here. Uh, Bertram and Beatrice, he, he raves about them. I might come back tomorrow when they're here, if that's okay with you." even left a review on Yelp. <laughs> Christ. Well, do, do people use that anymore? I don't know. <laughs> it's all TripAdvisor. I'm I not like, sure. I like, I, like, I like the idea that it's called... I like the idea that it's called Yelp, but it's, it's actually run by, like, by like a werewolf. Yeah. And it's like yeah. Yelp's reviews. It's just um, a, a, a pin board that uh, people write things on a piece of paper and put it on a pin board and make it, yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just beside the oyster it's got a little collection yeah. of uh, little, you know like the library record cards type thing yeah. Yeah, just people's reviews I really enjoyed this massage two thumbs yes oh you need to speak to our marketing guy and it's just this guy yeah. with this fucking and because it's D&D &D, yeah. each thumb is an actual thumb you have <laughs> yeah. you have yeah. criminal yeah. and then nailed to the board um Amazing stars like throwing Absolutely. stars. Yeah. Anyway, moving <laughs> moving back into the game uh, point of, point of view. 
Um, the um, the masseuse in question, uh, who I incidentally had imagined in my head as a woman, but you know what? You know, you know what? He's a man now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he inclines his head and uh, and says, "Well, should you change your mind, the services currently stand at one gold piece today. Should you change your mind." Enjoy your day at the bath, sir. Not a problem. And so, what's your name? Just so I know who to ask for. Florian. (laughs) Florian. (laughs) Right then, Florian. Quick, make up a name, quick! (laughs) I am immediately going to forget this person's name. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Make a note, make a note! No, this person. This person is masseuse. masseuse. <laughs> person, person at the bathhouse. Masseuse right. number two. <laughs> However, I will deign that. Yes, you can find them again if you want to question them further. Okay, cool. So, you head on over towards the woman that has been indicated for you. So, how how are you going to proceed with this? Are you going to just like drop right into the middle of the conversation, or are you going to like unch your way further? Are, are you going to try and like strut over there and be cool? It's like you know, like a guy in a in a nightclub who's like actually just a bit sad and trying what? to like drop a pickup line. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby, did you just fall out of the sky? Because you look like an angel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you might leave that one to Percy. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as, as we're walking over, can I see if I can judge? Are they actually arguing? Does it look like very animated and, and like aggressive, or is it just you know a bunch of people who are having just kind of an animated discussion about I don't know their D and D characters or something? Okay, I'm going to need an insight check with disadvantage, please. I thought you might say this. Yep. Because the thing is, as you get closer, you realise they're speaking in Cholton. Falls. Oh, okay. Um, that's slightly annoying. Okay. <laughs> I know. I'm the DM. I'm allowed to make it annoying. <laughs> Bastard. Hey, <laughs> um, we scunner. Okay, so uh, what was it? It was insights. Would Zibby have picked up any... Chilton words by having the history of oh, Chilton things would he have picked up any odd word it's translated so no would okay. I have picked up any word uh, having hung around with um Rana, Rana. <laughs> yeah that's a nine uh, you probably would have picked up the occasional word I still yeah. would have your role in this instance because of course yeah. it's it's not like you've really learnt a language if you rolled well sure you could pick up a few words yeah. and work out what it is they're talking about but I imagine Siliqui would understand insult words that yes. Rana uses when talking to things like goblins about yeah. Percival. <laughs> yeah. Probably understand the, the ah, phrase city lizard. you call yeah. Percival yeah. that? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, Percival, what was that in total then? Um, just a nine. If, if we're disadvantaged, just a nine. a nine. Yeah. There was a natural 20 in there, so screw you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Again. <laughs> It's my prerogative as a DM to make I, it I love you, you really, Greg. It's okay. I know. I know you do. Right. I am sorry, but the language barrier for you, Percival, you sit on down, you try and pick it up, but it's just, it's going too quickly. You can't really make out what is being said. The most that you can pick up on, this woman is speaking to two men, and one is sitting a little closer to her than the other. However... The one that is sitting a little further away is the one she seems to be chatting most animatedly to. Right, okay. 
that is yeah that's the extent of what you can pick up from your uh, from your insight I'm afraid okay um is uh, can I turn around to to Zibi because I, I I wasn't necessarily trying to go right over to them at this point I was just trying mm. to gauge whether or not they were mm. you know having an argument or whatever so as we walk over I'd like to just say to Zibi uh, Zibi um I've just realized I I just need to um pop to the bath um pop to the, the toilet I'll be back in just one moment <laughs> I was about to say, you're in the bathroom. Yeah, I know, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say bathroom, and it's like, this might be confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I need to pop to the bathroom. Congratulations, you're here. I'm, I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so you're, you're going to pop to the toilet. Zibby, yeah. uh, you're kind of sat there as uh, Percival gets out. Zibby, what I'd like from you, can you roll a d20 for me, please? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 14. 14. Okay, dokie. You feel sort of like, as you shift slightly um, to uh, let Percival out, you feel the dagger hidden in your beard just sort of press against your chest as it moves around. There is a second where you slightly worry, it's like, oh god, has that just fallen out? But it actually, yep, it's still sat there. <laughs> Could have cut something hot, nasty off. <laughs> Remember not to dip your beard in the water. It'll go flat and wet. You go and rusty. Wrong. Well, no, you just show it. It'll show it up. Oh, right. <laughs> the fluffiness will go away. Uh, Zibby, are you going to do anything in particular while you're sat here? You can roll uh, inside as well if you'd like. Again, with disadvantage yeah. because of the language barrier. Uh, if you're just going to kind of like sit there and watch while you wait for Percy to come back from the loo. Yep. Hang on. I shall. Well, the dice gone really. Uh, so, uh, so that was perception, wasn't it? So it's a plus three, but with disadvantage. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a twenty-one and a twenty, or a dirty twenty. Wow, a dirty twenty. Okay, was the lowest I rolled. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. As you're sat there sort of listening to this conversation, again, the actual words don't make any more sense. It's not like you suddenly understand what they're saying. But you notice that once or twice, the man that the woman is speaking to occasionally makes a hand gesture, rubbing his thumb uh, across his front two fingers. It's very clearly money. Money is being discussed. Mm. And after a moment, you think you realize this is probably some sort of business discussion that they seem to be having you do hear a couple of words that you hear including something apparently referring to an allosaurus's um private parts and which seems to be some sort of like derogatory bit but there's like a laugh afterwards so maybe it was some sort of joke was made how have you picked up that bit of language <laughs> oh well rana yeah rana. yeah rana okay. 100%, yes <laughs> Um, but it's your best guess is that maybe is some sort of business meeting seems to be going on. As far as you can tell as well, uh, the group don't seem to be paying much attention to you. like Because you guys didn't get in very close to them, did you? No. Just close enough to listen. They would have acknowledged you as you sort of like got into the bath, but then turned back to just talking amongst themselves quite quickly. So we're just going to quickly pop back to Siliqui and Rana, just to double check if there's anything in particular you guys are doing. Uh, while you're idling. So let's start with Siliqui. So how much time has passed with Siliqui so far? For Siliqui, when she's got there, now it's about maybe getting on to 10, 15 minutes has passed. So a fairly sort of significant chunk of time. 
I, well, I say significant chunk of time, you know, it's like you've been, you've been idling, but you could wait longer. You know, you're being entertained, I imagine, by maybe the minstrels sort of watching what they're doing once in a while, but I imagine you're still kind of like glancing around. Is that an accurate assumption? Yeah, I think she, she might give it like another five minutes or so. Um, and then where, which one is the pub? I'm, I'm looking on the map. Sorry, so on the this. map, the pub, the pub is that no. one. And to my mind, you're sort of lingering amongst these kind of... These are sort yeah. of like little tents down here in front of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of imagining you kind of wandering aimlessly back and forth, lingering, but trying to look like you're still sort of interested in whatever it is to buy. Yeah. So what is there to buy out of interest? <laughs> this is street food and entertainment kind of sector. So given the rain, there's not a lot of commerce. There's a few people out there maybe buying things like lunch or... What veggie stuff is there? There'll be there'll be some veggie stuff, yeah, yeah. Well, Although this just... is, uh, if I remember correctly, this is the area known as the red market. So there's yeah. much more meat um, yeah. on sale. Lots of beets. Yeah, <laughs> they're purple deer, not red. Yes, um, I think well. it's like you will find some fruit and veg because yeah. this is essentially uh, this is where red this is essentially where the sort of like raw. This is essentially the um, uh, Portney and Zara's version of a supermarket, basically. This is where people go and get their produce ah, and Sainsbury's. stuff. It's far- so basically yeah, farmer's basically. market. <laughs> yeah, sorts. whereas the Grand yeah. Souk is like the um, Walmart that has literally everything, including some food. This is the, you know, Tesco's local with just food and the bare essentials. It's debatable that Walmart has food. Yeah. Well, it has jars of preserved It's debatable that Walmart has cufflumps. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, it has inhabitants. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Siliqui <laughs> is going to have a look and maybe grab some a light snack that's uh, veggie uh, from there and hang around for another like five, ten minutes. Um, and then she's going to start making her way around this way at a jog. Um, start making that way. That's what okay. she does because she knows she told them to turn right so she might just sort of jog around the outside what you're heading east is that right Tranquilla. for yeah. now she's gonna have a snack because mm-hmm. snacks that are makes important. sense snacks yeah. are important and then exactly <laughs> and then she's gonna sort of make her way around there after she sees no, roll me a board. i assume again you're still sort of like looking around yeah roll me a perception that would be a uh, 17 as you move away from the market, the the streets become quieter again. There's not as many people out here because there's no, like, covered areas. There's very few people um, walking around these areas. There's people milling around, sort of flitting between shops. But again, there's nothing that causes you much in the way of alarm. You're sort of, like, looking for somebody that might be following you or might be, you know, looking your way. Nobody seems to be at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so she's going to... Um have a snack, but get herself ready to go for a jog. A little bit of a limber. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. We'll then pop back to Rana. Um, Rana, you're still sort of chilling on the oyster. Is there anything in particular you're doing with yourself? Rana has. Rana will collect up his hat uh, and his mm-hmm. victory peanut, and he'll very, very carefully put them back into a little pouch, uh, like inside. Uh, like his sort of like a, almost like it's like his, his waistcoat sort of top uh, over his heart and he'll tap it to make sure it's there. Ron will sort of clip, he'll clear his throat loudly to try and get the attention of the attendant and when he's caught the attendant's gaze, Rana will draw um, a gold coin from his pouch 
and then whilst maintaining uh, eye contact, he will flick it into the clamshell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he'll pause whilst maintaining eye contact for like a counter like five or six, and then he'll take out another gold coin. And then he'll flip another gold coin in. And he will maintain that point a bit to see if it catches the guy's attention. Um, I'm not going to place a hard limit on how much time uh, you <laughs> you choose to elapse whilst this is going on. Uh, all right. On the hope that Rana isn't going to give away all of his money, but he's trying to make a fairly significant statement about uh, how much money he's prepared uh, essentially to, to pay for the information. That is fair enough. Um, I'd like you to roll a. I guess is this like a persuasion kind of thing? That's essentially what you're doing, right? You're trying to persuade yeah. him to like yeah, loosen I'd, his lips I'd, with I'd, money. I'd, I'd say that's persuasion. But you're doing it by giving money to the bathhouse, rather yeah, than it's, giving. Yeah, it's more like a, it, it's an overt display of sort of. Well, you know, this could hmm. be yours. I'm, I'm not. I'm making your life easier because <laughs> I'm enriching the bathhouse. <laughs> and I mean, I got. Uh, let's see. I get plus one. I got fourteen. So I got two more than my last roll, which isn't, isn't too bad. Okay, so he's sort of he's watching what you're doing, and at first he just kind of smiles in that way of sort of like recognizing, okay, yeah, you're making a donation, and then I think after a few minutes he sort of he gets the gist of what you're trying to trying to say. A little confusing, but he does seem to sort of get the sort of gist, and again looks round, realizes um, at one point that there is another assistant sort of comes out, you know, comes and sort of double checks, asks whether or not they want to be relieved. And after a moment of just sort of it quickly side glances towards you, just says, "No, no, I'm I'm quite I'm quite okay. I'm I'm all right to to stand shift for a little while." The assistant walks away. The receptionist then just sort of looks towards you and just said, "So, quite a lot of money, you say? But a heavy a heavy pouch there." Rana sort of shrugs as as is his wont and says. What do you earn here in a week? I earn around... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Questions you never thought you'd be asked as a DM. How much do you earn working in the bar? <laughs> the economy of Port Nianzaro. Not something I'd considered. Okay, let's break this down, shall we? <laughs> let's say I earn I around... I bread costs this, and a man has to eat this much bread per day. Don't forget to... Yes. <laughs> I earn around 10 gold pieces a week. That's quite a lot. He might be bluffing. <laughs> um, you know how people like to, you know, make themselves look better. Okay, okay, okay hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, does 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 Rana detect that this is a lie? Uh, roll me some insight with disadvantage, please, because you do you know nothing about wages. <laughs> That's true. This is true. Um, so that is a twelve. Where is my sheet? Oh, I did get a plus three for insight because I'm very insightful. So that's fifteen, which is quite high. <laughs> Blimey. 15 with disadvantage, was that? Yeah, it was 15 with disadvantage. Jesus. It wow. It would have been 19 without disadvantage. Okay, so... <laughs> I can't think of a clever way of putting it, but basically, yeah, you, you pick up on the... It seems a little high. Not massively, but it does seem like a high number to have gone for. In order to give a bit more of a scale, like, because uh, Rana can count, it would not surprise you if he's added, like, one or two gold pieces to that. Okay. So, it's more like eight. Rana narrows his eyes slightly and says, ten. Mm -hmm. 
and then he lets the silence drag out slightly. And then Rana shrugs and he, he gets up from the pool and uh, sort of, he walks towards the desk or wherever that little waiting area is. Mm-hmm. And he says, he says very quietly in passing, he says, uh, a month's wages, he says, a month's wages, 32 gold. A man could do a lot with a month's wages in this city, I assume. Rana <laughs> well, says, like, not really knowing what you can do, but assuming that, yeah. like, you know, a, 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 like, like, a month is a long time, and, like... A man the, can buy a lot of jerky. Like, like he says, he says, I assume, like, after a brief pause, as an afterthought, it's like, he, you know, he's, he's trying to, like, act like, you know, he knows what he's talking about, uh, but, like, the, the I assume is the kind of, he's almost an afterthought to himself, he's just like, I, I assume you can do quite a lot with that, but, I, you know, Rana doesn't really know. Um, yeah, of course. But, but he understands that, you know, a, a month is a long time to work, so... You know, a month's wages in thirty seconds is, is is pretty good going. So yeah, Rana says thirty-two gold a month's wages. Uh, month's wages can certainly uh, can certainly help in in many ways. Two months is indeed a very a very much more thoughtful donation for the bathhouse, don't you think? He again gives you a bit of a, a smile. Rana frowns slightly and says. Two, two months' wages is true. This is more. Alas, money is only useful if you are alive to spend it, yes? <laughs> I suppose you are... You are in some ways correct. I personally have always... I've always liked the number 50. Rana says... It is a good number, Rana says... Certainly, it is a good age to reach. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Rana says, Rana feels like he's, he's sort of getting the idea of this. Like you know, he, he's haggled. You know, he's traded, he's bartered stuff before, but yeah. you know, it's more like stuff for stuff. Mm-hmm. And so Rana, Rana, sort of falling back on his roots. Rana says, uh, "What if perhaps forty? Rana says, and a surprise from my home in the jungle." Something that will bring a smile to your face when you do not feel like smiling. Okay, so as I am not sure which way the receptionist will swing on this, I will have a roll-off on it. Um, let's... <laughs> I love a roll-off. Just for reference, by the way, I was just having a look at lifestyle. Yeah. And a, a comfortable lifestyle, so like... Uh, what you would associate with merchants, skilled tradespeople, and military officers, each day is two gold pieces. Yeah, but two is, gold pieces, and then you might have a little bit spare because if you was working full time, for example, this guy works in a bathhouse. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but he might live in, in a, a bu- hovel in a public yeah. where he lives. Yeah, but Rana doesn't know that. <laughs> but Rana, yeah, Rana, Rana doesn't like know this. Like Rana, like yeah, from Rana's perspective, like like. Gold, gold is something that, up until he came to the city, gold is something that existed as a vague concept of, you know, it's it's shiny things that shiny things that stupid people attribute worth to yeah. because you can't eat yeah. them, hit things <laughs> with them, sleep under them, or, or smoke them, them to get high. Yeah. So, <laughs> from Rana's perspective, like gold is is a means to an end, but yeah. he's he hasn't spent anything like enough time in society to actually really understand what it's meant. He doesn't really care about it in any particular way. Um, so, you know, Rana might understand when someone's trying to, you know, he might, through intuition, get when someone's trying to pull a bit of a fast one. 
Yeah. Um, but he doesn't really have any concept of, of what things are worth. And he doesn't really understand what an economy is beyond I want it and you've got it. Can I get yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it's, yeah, it's, there's, there's many different factors to sort of consider with that. Um, Type yeah. of squid. So I think, uh, let's, let's have a roll off of persuasions, <laughs> I think. A roll off of persuasion. Yeah. It's a plus one to persuasion. And he rolls an eight, which is a terrible roll. Wow. Aye, that is a terrible roll because the uh, the receptionist rolled a 19. Uh, Very high. So I'm assuming that the receptionist therefore is not going to go for the offer of 40 gold and a surprise. 40 gold and a surprise. He will not. He will not. Wow. However, what he ends up going for is a sort of middle ground. He will go for 45 and the surprise, basically. Ryan agrees with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just going to pause play very quickly because yep, yep. I need to withdraw. So that's going to be minus 40 gold. And then I'm going to work on the basis that Rana was flicking a coin every sort of 35, 40 seconds or so, something like that. Yep. And he was probably there for about 10 minutes. So I'll take another 12 gold off for his um, display oh. of wealth. Does that sound fair? Sounds fair. I mean, I, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. If that's if that sounds eight, sounds eight, fair nine, from eight, six, yeah, so sounds on. fair from I, I would have yeah. I would have recommended rolling for it personally, but that also uh, but if that sounds eight, sort of if that makes sense to you for your character, yeah, yeah, no, that sure. makes sense. I yeah. think that's at a, at a steady rate. Um, yep. So Rana Rana counts out uh, his, his gold coins quite carefully. He puts them in one of his little pouches uh, and he he hands it over and. Uh, and the surprise? And then he says, ah, oh, the surprise. Yes. Do you like nuts? <laughs> oh, not here. I thought it was going to be that. Nut. <laughs> I assume you're handing over the Wooker nuts. <laughs> Rana produces uh, from one of his pouch, because he has two Wooker nuts, and he produces one of his Wooker nuts. He said, a surprise. Yep, um, he it did. It would be a cold day in hell before Rana gives a man both his nuts. <laughs> but technically... <laughs> Technically, Rana has three nuts because he has the victory peanut. So, from Rana's perspective, he retains his two nuts and gives away his spare. So from mm. Rana's perspective, this is fine. Gotcha. Uh, Rana, Rana very, very carefully, without it shaking, holds the, the wooker nut above the man's palm and then drops it into the man's palm so that when it strikes his palm, it pulses with light. The man is uh, rather impressed with the wooker nut. You see his eyes go quite wide when he sees it uh, shake, and he just says, "It's like oh, I remember. I remember hearing about these when I was younger. Oh, how very uh, generous of you!" And uh, tell me, sir, as he sort of puts the nut away, which service in particular were you looking for? And he sort of he, he raises he raises his eyebrows. Rana nods like sagely, like he's he's considering, um, but behind his eyes. He has absolutely no idea what the man is referring to. Um, shall, so, shall we shall we cut to somebody else while you have a, yes. have a moment to think? Yeah, yes, we should. That's an yeah. excellent idea. Yeah. <laughs> to, to work out how he how he responds to this particular question, because yes. I did realise halfway through that, like at no point had you actually agreed on exactly what it was you were going to get from this. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Guys, oh my god, I'm whoring myself. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, Rana might not have realised it. You know, Rana might, Rana might have just bought himself, like, you know, like an illegal, 
like an illegal manservant, you know, stolen from aisles far away. Rana has no idea what he's just purchased. She just purchased the illicit surfaces of a, of a succubus for, you know, 40 gold a minute. He's got no idea. You walk outside and, and it's like there's there's this guy who's there in, in like all of these chains. It's like, yeah. he's ready for you, sir. <laughs> just kind of like, wait, what, what, what did I buy here? Sorry, what? Just, just, you know, I thought Rana, you were just showing me a handshake. Rana, Rana finds out he's inadvertently purchased a wife and is now married. Uh, okay, oh, right. Yes, anyway, worst fears have come true. Moving yeah. back inside. Um, uh, <laughs> Percival. Uh, shall yes. we shall we deal with with your shenaniganery? So you yes, head off to the uh, to the toilet. Where are you going? I was actually going to go to uh, back into the uh, changing room. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks. You enter the changing room and you find there is a, another person getting changed in there. Clearly, as you sort of been wandering around, somebody has uh, has got up and is clearly headed out. They sort of they've got their stuff and they're starting to get changed again. Yes. Um. Are, have they taken the shoes? They have not. No. Okay. So those shoes are still there. Yep. Um Right. Okay. That's that was one of the things I wanted to check on. Just that mm-hmm. like nobody had actually got got by us whilst we were dicking about. Of course. Um, and heaven uh, forbid pers- somebody per- gets past you while you're dicking about. <laughs> <laughs> With your dicks out. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I'll have you know that Percival has covered his manhood with a very tiny towel. That's not something to boast about, is it? It doesn't say though. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> I can say, I can say with yeah. complete honesty as a DM, the very last thing I want to be imagining right now. Percival, <laughs> Percival in a very tiny, tiny towel. towel. Yeah. I just imagine it a little bit like um, Zach Brannigan with the height of his... In long legs, big yeah, guy, legs. but tiny, yep. tiny but little very, towel. very, yeah. very tiny kind of skirt affair Mm -hmm. on him (laughs) so Percival walks over to his locker Mm -hmm. and and he uh, he rummages around a bit and uh, he gets out a snuff box um, and it is the other guy gone uh, as Um, as he actually left it takes a couple of seconds while he like you know does up his clothes pulls the cloak he's got a little tighter to protect off the rain but after half a minute or so he, he walks on out so it's not it's not like the same black cloak or anything like that. It doesn't look like that person nope. that we were chasing, right? Okay, nope, that's fine. It doesn't it doesn't appear to be the same person. Okay, um, so Percival gets out his snuff box and and he uh, he just opens it up and um, puts puts a little bit of the snuff on the back of his hand and then kind of waves around in the air very slightly and then uh, puts the snuff box back and he, and he walks out. Okie dokie. You walk back into the room to find Zibby sat sort of uh, nonchalantly ch- checking out the... This sounds worse than it sounded in my head. Um, is, uh, is, yeah, is, is checking out the person of interest, the woman. No, that still sounds wrong. Anyway, they're sort of sitting sitting where you left him um, and you wander back <laughs> in. I'd, I'd like to just quickly wander over to, to uh, Zibby and say, the shoes are still there and so was my snuff box. It's okay. Which does sound a bit like a thing a spy would say. The fox is in the tavern. (laughs) (laughs) The shoes are still there. The shoes are still on the rack. (laughs) It taps the side of his nose. (laughs) As you sort of get back in, uh, Zibby, Mm. would you mind rolling me another D20? Uh, Yes. Uh, That is a seven. A seven. Okay, not as lucky. (laughs) 
this time around, as Percy sort of gets back in, you sort of, you again, it's that annoying thing. Percy's, like, personal space seems to have a few things that are just <laughs> not quite there. As he gets in, he jolts you, and you hear this sort of, bloop, and you look down and realize your, your beard is not as heavy as it was a second ago. Oh, no. Um, and the knife appears to have fallen out of your beard and fallen down into the water. Would you like to retrieve it? Yes. <laughs> and did anyone notice? <laughs> Hang on. Oh, God. Nope, nobody seems to have noticed. Um, <laughs> uh, can I have a probably a dexterity saving throw, please? Oh, marvellous. Dexterity, Mike. Dexterity, Mike. He basically got to put his hand into some bath water and feeling about with his hand in where there's loads of naked people. He's diving oh, yeah. underneath the bath. <laughs> it's it's uh, not done, Zippy. It's that level where it's not a bubble bath, but the water is hot and steamed, so there is kind of like that sort of pea soup yeah. kind of look to it. Mm. Oh, not not pea soup. It's not green, no. but it's... Also not the other pea, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Hopefully. Well, then the water goes. Then water goes a kind of a purpley colour, and everybody knows. I was about to say they've, they've probably got a few clerics of their own that come through and just like mm-hmm. purify the water every few hours, <laughs> every ten minutes. Oh, we've got a filtering system. It's called Reverend Such and Such. Yeah. And they have just they have just have a, like a, a, a cycling like set of clerics that come in to clean the water. <laughs> the Reverend Chlorine. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say I'd appreciate if they were cycling. They they unicycled in. <laughs> <laughs> Every twenty minutes, and just dispense blessings on the water, whilst an umpa band follows. Yeah. <laughs> Splendid idea. Anyway, sorry. Moving on. Uh, what, did, what did you? What did you? Uh, what did you get, um, Zibby? Uh, eleven. You're eleven. Okay. So it takes a little moment, and you do manage to actually pick it up on the blade end rather than the actual handle but you don't manage to cut yourself in the process and there's no there's no awkward uh, moments of having to explain why you've suddenly grabbed someone's foot or other extremity <laughs> and you're bleeding yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want you can uh, put that back in your beard if you like uh yes i shall try okay i'm gonna need a uh, sleight of hand <laughs> this time Without advantage. Yeah, this, right this in is front of the most ridiculous thing. With wet hands. <laughs> yep. Rolled a natural one. I. I oh, a natural no way. one. No. Can oh. I? Can I help him? <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, <laughs> even if you do, the disadvantage is imposed because he's in a room full of people. Oh. <laughs> and also, you're the one that caused him to not lose it in the first place. <laughs> I mean, there, there is that as well. Um, I mean, uh, <laughs> think no, because that's still it doesn't it doesn't even like stack up. So even assuming nope. you are helping him, it's yeah, it's still yeah, it still negates it out. Okay, <laughs> I think it's going to be Zibby. As you're trying to put it in, you manage to cut a bit of the beard's lock to the point that it's sort of like hanging slightly frayed. So you've cut oh, like no, you haven't cut the whole way through, beard. but it's just like it's it's cut. And it's noticeably cut. Oh! <laughs> what did you do, Percival? I didn't do anything, and you're not even here. Shut up! I know. I, can I just can't. Tell you I can't something. dictate what the dice give you guys. <laughs> <laughs> do you? You just hear this uh, roll of thunder. Yeah. <laughs> Disappointment. No, which, which sounds remarkably like sniggering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I think that's uh, what I mean. That's more of a Thor thing would would be sort of like. 
Yes. <laughs> actually, yes. Ah, look at your beard. Ah. Ah, so, are you gonna are you gonna react to that in particular, Zibby, or are you just gonna kind of like leave it hanging? Um. Yep. Zibby's mm-hmm. gonna casually just. Uh, I mean, how much of is it just one one lock sort of thing? Uh, fine. Yeah. So, to to my mind, it was kind of like it's a braid. It's a braid that had like a thong in it, and you've basically sort of tucked the dagger into the thong with it hidden in the braid. Is that the so, idea? Uh, well, kind of, yeah. I was just kind of sort of. I was just seeing if I could wedge it into the beard because I know when my uh, when my beard is much bigger, you can like you can literally just like thread things. You through can it. actually you can actually put. I mean, I, I used to I used to put pens in it. It was fine. Mm. <laughs> so I think it's yeah. To, to a braid of your beard, whether it was the one you were putting the dagger into or not, a couple of locks of it have cut so that it's sort of hanging with a few of the beard ends just kind of like visibly just peeling away from the braid and starting to slowly come undone. I guess the best cover it up would be to just chop off the whole braid. Why have I not got mending? Oh. I don't know. Why don't you, why Can you don't do you that have? with mending? <laughs> what, that, that would work. Why not? It would work. I guess. Yeah, um, I suppose it would technically work. Okay, Zibi's just going to sort of uh, uh, take the braid and just... Uh, Can't you just heal yourself, Zibi? I'm, I'm not sure that works. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure. It's meant to bring back hit points, not there. beard. Just a silly, yeah, a silly bit of like he's, he's just gonna, a silly he's bit gonna, of role play. Uh, cut off that because uh, the braid is half hanging off. So sort of like just mm-hmm. chop the rest of it off. Uh, how long is this braid? Do you think? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing probably about a foot. You can tell me better than I can tell you how long the braid is. I'm, it's, I'm yeah. guessing the, the actual the actual braid itself is probably uh, probably about a foot ish maybe just over a foot mm. long because uh, he's yeah it is a substantial beard he's got um it's part of his pride uh he's then going pride. to uh no let's say it's long enough that he could actually um take it and he's going to wrap it around his wrist twice tie it off scowl a bit when i think of Zibby, i assumed that his beard had probably come down to about nipple <laughs> Well, it is. It is a very. There's a big wide, beard, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> so you are fairly lucky in the sense that while you're doing this, it doesn't appear that anybody seems to have noticed. Especially given the fact that again, you're not entirely sure what the policy is on uh, weapons in the bathhouse. You bemoan to yourself the fact that you've had to had to cut off this braid, but you are eventually able to get it lodged back in again. It's somewhat precarious. You haven't done very well with the sleight of hand by any means. So, uh, <laughs> again, whether or not it stays in there is perhaps even more in question than before. Would I not have attempted to put it in, in its sheath in the, in the beard, just in case? I'm not really sure, to be honest. I kind of... Originally, that's what I was just uh, sort of thinking. I was sort of you know, wedged the sheath in there somehow and then sort of like had the dagger in there as well. But, um, no, it's... it's but if you've got it in the sheath, I imagine the sheath has got a tie-up bit of leather that you uh, as in like a tie. I will admit, I didn't, I didn't take the time to clarify on that point. Well, um, we're, we're, no, so. we're, we leave as it is because it's it's funnier with uh, Zibby losing part of the bit. It's funny. Um, yeah. Plus, it, if you, <laughs> if you if you weren't going to do that, something else would have happened. Zibby, uh, <laughs> um, Zibby's just going to sort of. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming there are benches around the edges of the bathhouse. Of the water, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there so are there are a few places you can sit. Zibi's just going to drop himself down and sort of rebraid um, to sort of make himself more um, presentable. Oh, so I was going to say symmetrical. 
Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that makes more sense. Okay. While you're off braiding yourself, Percival, you sit on back yes. down and you, you witness this uh, this slight fumble on uh, Zibby's part. But of course, you know, I, I, I'm far too polite to, to mention anything, I'm sure. Mm. Maybe he's uh, got alopecia. As you sit down, you are, I assume, going to listen in on the conversation being had uh, in the group next to you. Yeah, I try and uh, glean what I can. Thank you, Dokes. Uh, roll me another insight, this time with advantage, please. Yeah, uh, 13. Yeah. Thank you, Dokes. As you're listening in, you hear enough to basically confirm what I said to Zibby earlier. This appears to be a business meeting, and it seems like the woman, who you find out is called Miseras, is discussing uh, with her partner, who is sat next to her, the trade of spices in and out of Portney and Zaro, which apparently are going along to Quayathe, one of the merchant princes. Mm. Beyond that, it's mostly business talk. Um, there's not much more you can glean from it. Not not anything too interesting. Oh, uh, and did Zibby wander off? Uh, uh, Zibby kind of like sat to one side. I don't know whether or not... Were you sitting in the bath, Zibby, or did you get out of the bath to sit on the side? No, no, no. Uh, I think Zibby probably just himself in the uh in the bath i'm presuming it i'm assuming it was a bath fairly close to where the people were arguing yeah because i kind of was of the assumption that you and percival after being pointed yeah. in their direction had sort of got into the same bath to sort of try and overhear yeah, yeah. um and then after the incident with the knife i had the impression you were asking for a bench out of the water but there are like benches around the inside edge of the pool as well so you know, it's kind of that... It, well, not benches, you know what I mean? It's kind of like there's the steps that you can sit on for, like, yep. a spa or something. Yeah. Um, so, I, it's kind of, in either sense, yes, there was something to go sit on, but I wasn't sure if you were in the bath or out of the bath. Uh, I'll, no, I'll, I'll, I'll change that. I'll, I'll stay sitting in the bath. It's fine. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd, okay. I'd forgotten I actually had to jump into the water to get them. In, in that case, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll slide over to Zibi and say, uh, I don't believe that... Uh, our quarry is the correct albatross, if you know what I mean. I think you might be right. These just seem to be talking about dinosaur wangs. I think they're talking about um, some kind of uh, business dealings. It, it certainly doesn't seem the kind of thing that we're after. Shall we uh, move on? I think so. I think they might have been led up the garden path here. Yes, I'm not entirely too certain... Uh, we're going to find anything that we really want in this particular area. Shall we have a look in the uh, more private rooms? Hey, we can always play the fool. I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to head to... You're trying to uh, go into some of the engaged rooms or are you going into the uh, into the just the normal private rooms that are open? See, he's going to uh, sort of lean into Percy a bit and goes... I can always uh, accidentally into one of the private rooms that are being used, if you see what I mean. Is that, oh, I'm yes. terribly sorry. I thought you were my cousin. Sort of thing. <laughs> I've used that one a number of times now. I've, uh, these are the classics, you know. Either that, or how good are you at pretending to be drunk? I mean, I'm half drunk now. <laughs> how, are you, how, how good are you at pretending? Uh, I, I must admit, I can't 
be uh, quite as good as you, but I can give it a shot. Two shots. That's, that's how you get drunk. <laughs> Two shots and you're half there. <laughs> I could have a shot. Yeah, that would do it. Uh, <laughs> do you have any whiskey? Anyway, as I said to my friend, anything goes. We pick back up. Um, Siliqui's uh, gone for a jog around the, around the outside edge here. Yeah, she's finished having a snack, maybe some hot nuts or something from the thingy. Mm-hmm. Uh, roast, hot roasted nuts. And then she's like, right, let's go. And, she, and then she starts running again. Well, she puts her arms up, like Mission Impossible running, because that makes you run faster. Like the elbows mm-hmm. out and the hands, you know, fingers together, I hands out. That's just how Tom jogging. Cruise runs. I just thought, I've mm. just had this image of you running running down the street with uh, your arms in the air. Oh, no, yeah. not like that. Yeah, kind of what I thought initially. I was elbows just like, sorry, bent what? At right angles, but tucked in. And your fingers together, you know, like on each hand, and then mm. like you're basically running. And when you go around corners, you slightly tip, right? Because she gets free. It's, like it's a motorbike. Impossible what, what you're saying yeah. is then, is you're running like the Terminator from Terminator Two. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Which yeah. is the, the most awesome. I, I'm sure then he, he only got the part because he could run like that. So how did you do that? That's good. We're going to make a really long scene of you running. Okay. And then you can how do you run? And, you then, got the and then you can go on Baywatch. Yeah. As you run <laughs> round. There is a moment. There is a moment of deja vu, as you kind of come back round towards where the dye works is, and you run past the very alleyway where you actually started this whole chase in the first place. But as she gets near the alleyway, she just she, like, she suddenly just jumps around and goes, ah! but there's no one there. There's no one there. And then nope. up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you got You got the the few people that are out give you a strange look when you do that. Just kind of like what 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 just happened there? What do we see? Yeah, I meant to do that. Yep. <laughs> uh, give me a perception roll, please. Yes. 21. 21. Okay, mm. dokie. Cheeky. Wish I had something to give you now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yet again, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nope. Yet again, nothing Nothing particularly uh, untoward. I just like keeping you on your toes. You see a lizard. <laughs> no, she's in, the, she's in completely the wrong place she's, with the lizard. She's gone the yeah. wrong way. Yeah. That lizard um, is going for a journey. <laughs> that, lizard, that lizard is off in the jungle. Is there many people around me that just random passes by? There isn't. It is still heavy rain. There's really, there's not that much in the way of people about. The few people that you do see, you see the odd Cholton sort of wandering about. They see one or two people sort of coming out of the dye works. As you go past the infirmary where you met Kalahu, you see a few people sort of like working just inside the door there. There is uh, what looks to be a dwarf passes you, sort of standing. There's kind of like a little drinking fountain kind of thing here mm-hmm. um, on the map. Yep. He passes you, sort of turning away from this drinking fountain. But beyond that, there's not really, there's really not that much out at all. Do any of them look like they might be friendly enough if I spoke to them? Like the dwarf guy, for example. Does he look like... I mean, he seems to be, he's got his head down. He's mostly, he's mostly seems to be just like, that could be just because of the rain. It's a, it's a bit difficult to tell, really. Um, you can certainly try and chat to them if you want. Oh, give it a go and say, oh, hello, sorry to trouble you. Um, do you mind if I ask you something quickly? Of course. What may I help you with? Oh, thank you, Fit. And he looks up and it's, it, there, there is that slight surprise. It's a very, it's a very soft-spoken dwarf, and he, he looks up to you, and his eyes have got this sort of violet tinge to them as he looks up towards you. Oh, you have beautiful eyes. Thank you. But anyway, sorry, I digress. Um, so, uh, I don't suppose you've seen a um a man. He, he's got very, very red hair and a big hammer. Um, 
around here anywhere, have you? I um, he's my friend, and I lost him. He's um, he speaks, he speaks a bit like this. I can't do his accent really, but he speaks a bit like this, <laughs> um, <laughs> or something like that. He looks, uh, he's, he looks, he's got a big beard. He looks quizzical for a second, um, and says, "Why no? I'm afraid I have, I have no idea. I have not seen any man with uh, this red hair that you speak of." Oh. Have you uh, have you um seen another man that keeps talking about himself? He's um uh, he's got like he's wearing like a, a red kind of armor thing, but he he's it's quite loud and talks about himself a lot. He's a half elf. He chuckles to himself a little bit and says, "Aren't many men like that?" I suppose he's, but you would know if you've met, met this particular one. I'm very sorry, I. I do not know many people in this uh, in this city. I'm afraid I'm quite new. Ah, me too. Uh, what's your name? I'm Siliqui. My name is Sable. Hello, Sable. It is lovely to meet you, Siliqui. Likewise, thank you very much for letting me talk to you. Um, I haven't spoken to many people here yet. I um, I don't like to interrupt people really, but I uh, I seem to have lost my friend, so I uh, I thought I'd ask. It is no problem whatsoever. It has not harried my day, and I, I thank you, Siliqui, for speaking to me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure to speak I to you. I will let you get about your business. And he gives you a little bow and uh, moves as if to uh, walk off. Take care, Siebel. What do you call him? Siebel? Siebel. <laughs> She's well. She said Siebel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was, I was just thinking that uh, the accent is, uh, you know the song, I would walk 500 miles? That's the only, that's the yeah. only way my accent is going to get to there. Because you're about 500 <laughs> miles off. I know, yeah. I, just, I thought, but the thing is, rather than me trying to do an impression of you, which is one thing, I thought I'd just try and do a silly impression. <laughs> she could probably draw an all right picture of you, but she shits at doing your accent. <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> as you turn off uh, away to sort of continue on your run presumably you are heading up um, and continuing on around the city Sedeque mm-hmm. yep um, so basically it's almost like she's doing a lap but avoiding yep. that middle bit where it felt horrible so yeah she's just going yeah of course as you make your way on round the, uh, the rain sort of beats itself down um, around you and you hear off in the distance the peal of thunder the f- sort of feeling that this storm is, is is getting slightly worse um, outside. The sort of the heavy rain has been pounding for quite some time, but there's even now there's a little sort of there's a there's a there's a catch in the wind as you head on round. Siliqui is going to go as far as where she ran before before she turned left, which was here. Mm-hmm. Okay, we will get to that in a moment because yeah. you kind of you've moved a fair distance there, so we'll, we'll move back to the guys before dealing with mm-hmm. that. Rana. Uh, we left you last, uh, having handed over some golden wooker nuts and then being asked uh, which which service exactly were you after? <laughs> Rana, uh, thinking quickly, nods and says... Uh, I like I that, thinking after... quickly. It's been a good, like, half an hour or so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, not for Rana, it hasn't. No, that's uh, true. Uh, Rana says... Uh, I was interested in the same service uh, that my friend we followed here was after. I see. 
Well, and again, he sort of, he pauses, looks round and says, We have a special arrangement here. I'm, you have to understand, fairly new. I don't know all of the ins and outs, but I do know that if certain customers arrive and perform a gesture, they are to be admitted, no questions asked. Rana nods and says, uh, this gesture, it merely gains you entrance without the need to donate, and he motions towards the clamshell, questioning me. Again, I look over the shoulder and look back. Of course, any client may enter and use the bathhouse. We do not require payment, but usually the treatment we give is rather hindering, shall we say? And those that uh, make the sign need to be unhindered. Rana, Rana nods firmly, you know, giving the impression that he understands this. Uh, to everyone sat behind the screen, uh, Rana has no idea what this means. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so Rana, Rana just goes to it and Rana says, I see, I see. And Rana says, um, and this gesture is... And looks he makes a, uh, a fairly fluid and it looks... It looks like a sort of like a brushing off of the um, of like I don't know dust or or dirt or something off of the toga. Um, roll me an insight check, please. At disadvantage, please. Go. Hmm. Yeah, that didn't go well. Oh, uh, that is insight. Oh, I get plus three. Okay, it's still eight, so not good, but it's not appalling. Okay, so it doesn't seem. It doesn't seem very peculiar, to be honest to you. You just sort of see him kind of like... There's probably like a second where he makes the movement and you're sort of sat there going... And the movement is... Oh, oh, it was that. Right, okay. Um, and uh, and he sort of... He, he makes this again. You think you could just about replicate it again, but it's, again, it's, it's peculiar. The, the way he makes the movement in particular seems very nonchalant. Um, and as you say, there is that moment where you just actually, you didn't realise he was making any kind of signal mm-hmm. there for a second. I suppose that, 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 that would be to the advantage of being a secret signal. Uh, so Rana, Rana nods and says, uh, this, this, and then he attempts to replicate mm-hmm. the, um, the gesture. He says, this is recognised by all who work in this bathhouse. We are told this in part of our our training. Again, he glances over his shoulder. And that, I am afraid, is all that I know. What I will give you as well is that if you are looking for the gentleman in question, he will already have left the bathhouse. Rana nods uh, and says, Thank you. Uh, Enjoy your gold and your nut. Indeed, sir. And at this, he sort of immediately starts speaking a, a bit more officially and a bit more sort of openly and warmly and says, just like, indeed, sir. And you, 
you enjoy your day. And Rana says, uh, I have learned something recently, he says, regarding the nut. He points behind the desk where the man put the nut. Mm-hmm. And he says, ladies like nuts. As though he's imparting a piece of great wisdom because Rana's most recent experience. I'll tell you how to get ladies. (laughs) Ladies do indeed thoroughly enjoy nuts.